Get ready for another exclusive. With us today, her name is Raynell Jones. She is essential hero honoree, philanthropist, social entrepreneur, and a mommy influencer. And I love that. I love mommy influencers because they are like, they are, they're muscle, they're strong, they, they multitask and it's just, it's awesome. Raynell has created a safe haven for single mothers to find refuge, empowerment, and community through her 501c3 award-winning nonprofit, The Alignment Chapter. It's based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and the organization's mission is to help provide economical and emotional relief resources for low-income single mothers and their children. Raynell and the Alignment Chapter have served thousands of single mothers throughout the country during the pandemic, which I think is, I mean, it, that's awesome, Raynell. I, I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Hannah. I really appreciate it. And listening to all of you ladies, was just breathtaking and the women empowerment that's going on right now during this summit. Ladies, it's contagious. If you haven't caught it yet, if you don't feel it yet, I need you to open your ears and really listen and open your hearts and your minds. The speakers have been phenomenal and I am so excited that I have been invited to the She Rises Empowerment Summit. This is amazing. And I want to take you down my little trip down memory lane on how I started my 501c3 nonprofit in the midst of the crazy pandemic. Everybody knows about COVID. Everybody knows how our lives changed. Everyone knows how we had to go from mommy to work to mommy at home, our kids virtual learning, everything shut down. I just wanna give you all some encouragement today. I wanna walk you through the nonprofit world and also tell you how to start a nonprofit, how to navigate through a nonprofit and how to align your passion with your purpose. Now I started the alignment chapter back in 2019. And the reason why I started the alignment chapter is because I was a single mother, okay? I became a single mother at the age of 19. I was born into poverty. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I was born in one of the poorest communities in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania called Homewood Brushton. Being brought up in poverty, a lot of women are not taught about how to fix your credit, how to budget, how to save money, how to do any of those things that you're supposed to be educated on. So when you go out into the real world, you know how to make it, right? You're just taught a lot of the times. How many ladies have been told this? You can comment in the chat. You can give a heart or a thumbs up if you're watching on Facebook. How many ladies have heard from their family growing up? Just get the college girl and you'll make it. Go to college, girl, and you will make it, make it, make it. You will, you will be whatever it is that you want to be, right? How many women have heard that? Comment in the chat or comment down below. How many of you all say, I have heard that? We were taught and groomed as women that if we make it to college, then we will have the life of our dreams, right? So when I became a single mom at 19, I was too a freshman in college and I was a full-time freshman in college, but I also was becoming a new mommy, 
right? I didn't have no one to depend on. I was born into poverty. My mother had her own issues. My family had their own issues. And you know how we never want to be a burden. I don't know how many moms have gone through this, but you know how you want to call someone on a phone and ask for help, but your heart is pounding, your hand is shaking, your heart's throbbing, and and you're in tears just asking, can I have a babysitter? Can I borrow 10 bucks? Can I borrow some money just to make it to work for the week? Can I, can I, can I? And that feeling of shame and embarrassment is what overtook me as being a single mom. I thought I was just another statistic. I was never going to make it. I was going to be a single mom forever. I wasn't going to finish college, but I said, you know what? I have a secret mission inside of me to make it. I had a secret mission, you all. Comment below, I have a mission. Even if you have a mission right now, I had a secret mission that I was going to beat the odds, right? I was going to beat the odds. I was going to graduate from college and I was going to make it to where I wanted to be. And while I was in school, I was going through a silent struggle. You know, I remember waking up at 5 a.m. every morning. To make it to the bus stop, I would have my baby in my sling. I don't know how many of you all had those harnesses. I would have my baby in a sling, and it was the blistering cold. And in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we have blistering winters. And I remember going to the bus stop just to make it to the bus at 6, to drop her off to the sitter by 7, to catch the bus again and make it to town by 8 because my class started at 8 a.m. I will go to school from 8 a.m. all the way till 1 p.m. I worked as a housekeeper at a local hospital. So I remember I was mopping floors and cleaning from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. I would then leave work, go to the bus stop by midnight, get on that bus. I won't see my child again until 12.30 a.m. I did that five days out of the week. I only had that personal connection time with my child during the weekend. You all, a lot of mothers are experiencing trying to make it while making ends meet. And what that comes with is a cycle of us missing time with our children of us missing those very vulnerable moments of my baby taking her first steps, of my baby saying hi, of my baby smiling. I was not able to be there for her like I wanted to be because I was trying to make it while also trying to be successful. So in the meantime, I still kept doing it. I kept going. Don't we always keep going? Don't we always just go, even though it looks bad? Because who are our children going to depend on but us? I have this new baby. I have this shutoff notice. I don't get paid till Friday. But I know, I'm a prey that they don't shut my lights off <laughs> until Monday. I had a midterm coming Monday, and I remember I would leave one light on one light on just to see, just to see if my lights was off when I got off that bus at 1 a.m. They wasn't off Wednesday. They weren't off Thursday. But when I got off that bus, 
they were off that Friday. I had a midterm on Monday. They weren't going to cut them back on till Monday because they don't do shut on shut ons during the weekend. So I had to really study with my phone light while holding my baby. And I felt like I was failing. I felt like I failed miserably. Like I was failing so bad. How is it? How is this going to change? When is this going to change? When is the struggle going to end? When am I going to be financially stable? When can I get myself together? Am I the only woman like this? Are there other people like me? I'm too scared to reach out for help. I'm too scared to ask, what is the world going to think about me? Are they going to talk about me? This is all of the things, moms, that I know you have felt. I know you have felt that pressure that stomach ache, that, that feeling in you where you hate to ask someone for something, even if it's for a diaper. So I said, never again, never again. I started to self-educate myself on finances. I always said I use Google and God. And I remember Googling how to save money. I remember I had a flip phone. Everyone remembers the flip phones. <laughs> had a flip phone that said how to save money. And when the first thing popped up was couponing, I said, wow, couponing? How do I do this? When I researched how to coupon, ladies, I don't know if any of you likes to be fugal with your funds, but I started stockpiling diapers, wipes, baby formula, lotion, deodorant, laundry detergent. When I realized I created a huge shopping center in my own home and it was just me and my baby, something in me said, hmm, I know there are women like me. I know there are women. I see women at the bus stop every day. So you all know how we take the, the bags and we go shopping with and we, we might hoard them under the sink or hoard them in a drawer. I don't know. Comment below. I'm a bag hoarder. If you take the bags, you go shopping with and hoard them under the sink. I remember grabbing those bags, filling those bags up with items, putting my baby in her sling and walking to that bus stop. I remember handing out bags, the moms that I saw sitting there and the looks on their faces and the hugs that I received and the tears. One mom said to me, I'll never forget. Thank you so much. Because I need diapers for daycare and home. And I was trying to figure out if I was going to buy myself pads or if I was going to buy her some diapers and you saved my life. It was back then when I was 19 where I got that adrenaline rush to keep helping women, but I never stepped into my purpose. I never stepped into my purpose. I was a financial aid manager. I was a business manager. I was a housekeeper. I was a debt collector. All these years went past where I just was not fulfilled. Comment below if you did everything that you thought your degree was going to get you in and you was going to be fulfilled and you still weren't fulfilled financial-wise. You still were not happy. You still were waking up saying, I hate this job. I hate this job. I hate it. And that's how I woke up every single day. 
I hate this job. I hate this job. And you know what, ladies? It wasn't until 2019 when I saw a single mother jump to her death off of the Homestead Grace Bridge while her four children watched and screamed and cried because she was mentally defeated from being a single mother. And right then and there, I knew I had Google and God. I was going to start my nonprofit. I started the alignment chapter with zero dollars in faith. Zero dollars in faith. Allison already talked to you all about how to jump over that fear. I, I didn't have any fear. I had no fear about what no one thought about me. No fear about if somebody said nonprofit's not a real business. Comment in the chat if you ever had people tell you about your dream and how it wouldn't work for you. You know, I felt, I felt in me that I needed to be loud about what I was passionate about. I needed to be loud about that. And I want you all to get a piece of paper, get your notepads out and take these tips down for what I'm saying to you about how to maintain and run a successful nonprofit through a pandemic. The first thing that I did and the first thing that I want you all to do is be loud about what you're passionate about. Be loud about it. Martine already told you about the tips on how to utilize social media. And social media was my number one go-to. Social media is the number one marketing place in the world. I was so loud. I recorded myself dropping boxes off to mothers. I recorded myself offering help. I went on social media and said, I'm willing to help anybody and everybody who needs help. I researched how I create, create a form online. You have to do those things in order to put your nonprofit in a steady pace. We went from getting 25 requests a day for single mothers who need assistance to over 159 requests a day when, pan, when the pandemic hit. When I tell you all, I was not prepared, but I was so ready because you know who had me ready? It was my higher power. He already prepared me for this. See, he already gave me the okay a long time ago to keep doing my passion, to keep doing what I love, to keep couponing, to keep stockpiling, to meet up with other fellow couponers who shared the same mission. Be loud about your mission. Make sure you find other women who are aligned with your mission, who are aligned with your purpose. It, everything will fall into place. I had mothers jumping from everywhere. Hey, I'm a couponer. I would like to donate. I want to donate my stockpile. With me with no knowledge on how to write grants, I sure still applied. I applied for tons of them. And let me be your encourager to tell you this. You are not going to get grants falling into your lap, even though you are a 501c3 nonprofit. You get people to donate and save the lives of the people who you are trying to help by being transparent about where their funding is going to. Be transparent. Write this down. I have to be transparent about my journey. I have to be transparent. Transparency consists of a lot of things. It consists of you recording yourself, packing boxes, filling orders, going out, talking to the people in the community that you're servicing. 
show them that every single day on your timeline, on your Instagram story, on your Facebook story, even in your Twitter feed. Get people riled up and excited about the mission that you're fulfilling. When the pandemic hit, I did not get quiet. This is how you manage to run a successful nonprofit. There are people in need and there are people who want to help people in need. And the third thing is there is someone who is running a nonprofit organization. I had no time to quarantine. I don't even know what it felt like to be quarantined. I'll be personally honest with you. I was out every single day risking my life and showing that I was risking my life to save the lives of mothers who became victims of shelf clearing. You knew when the pandemic hit, they bought all the water, they bought all the toilet paper, they bought everything. My mindset shifted, write this down. My mindset shifted when I found out what I love to do. My mindset shifted when I found out what I loved to do. And when I showed these moms out here for need in need, and I showed myself out here providing the need, the level of donors that stepped up and emailed and donated and said, I would love to be a lifesaver. I would love to participate. The level of celebrities, the level of celebrities who said, I'm in, tell me what I need to do. I'm in, I wanna share your mission. My mom was a single mom. I was raised by one. I might not be one, but I love this mission. It's because of my passion. Write this down. It's because of my passion is why my business is successful today. Your passion and your voice and your transparency outweighs anything negative that might come your way, outweighs any doubt that might hinder your heart. And everything that could have came my way during the pandemic came my way. I lost my entire intermediate family but I kept moving. I kept moving. I had zero supporters in my own city, but I kept moving because I had thousands of supporters in other states and I kept moving. You have to remember that no matter what you're going through during your midst of growing and building your brand, growing and building your image, that you must take advantage of social media and take advantage of help when offered and keep moving. The next thing I wanna tell you is how to manage your time. I know all of you are thinking right now, how did you manage your time through this whole pandemic? Tell me how you manage your time. <laughs> well, it was quite easy for me. School was shut down. They couldn't figure out how to do virtual learning yet. I had my children at home that was watching me and watching my now fiance pack up boxes and wonder, mommy, what are you doing? Get your children engaged. So if I wanted to spend time with my children, that was my time with my children. That was my time with my children, teaching them, um, helping them learn, helping them grasp the concept of giving and helping the community when they're in need. You have to make sure everything that you do is around time management, or you might lose your sanity. Don't forget to be frugal. 
Now, I know all of you all want to start nonprofits and you're wondering, well, right now, how do I pay myself? How can I pay myself? You do not worry about anything financial until your nonprofit is on its feet. You can't start anything from the grassroots if you're cutting it when it first sprouts. You must make sure you are frugal with your nonprofit donations. That means get as much in-kind donations as you need, track every step ahead, invest in things that are gonna help your nonprofit run smoothly and also learn how to budget, budget and save your time. I wanna tell all of you ladies right now, it has been a long 2020. I know all of you are just now starting your businesses or you've been flourishing a business or you might be stuck. But everyone who came on today and spoke to you all gave you all some great nuggets. And I'm ending this by telling you, you must be willing to risk your life and make sacrifices to reap the benefits of being happy about what you're doing about being aligned with what you love to do. We can wake up every single day and do a job, but we also can wake up every single day and be happy about what it is that we do. If you're not following us on social media, make sure you follow us at The Alignment Chapters. That's with two L's, because that means all women aligned, okay? Even if you're not a single mom, that means all women aligned. Make sure you follow us on the alignment chapter. We are very transparent. You know how people say, I want to donate, but I don't know where my money's going. <laughs> we are so transparent about every dollar that we get in. And I'm super excited to say that we helped 7,632 mothers through the year of 2020. And we did all that with zero grants. But with life-saving donors who believed in our mission. In order to run a successful nonprofit, you must be willing to be transparent, be loud, stay consistent, and utilize your gift to share. Someone's gonna see you, someone's gonna love you, and someone's gonna take the buy-in in what you're doing. So I encourage all of you single moms today, if you needed a pick-me-up, the time is now. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. You can do anything you put your mind to. Just make sure you stay aligned with your purpose. Thank you so much for joining She Raises Studios podcast. You can visit us on our website at www.sheraisestudios.com. Follow us on Instagram.